This is Podcast for Columbus. Recording from Columbus, Ohio, home of the hardest working team. Coda Stewart and Todd Fichtenberg are talking all things soccer. Columbus Crew, International, Premier League, and everything in between. Welcome to our conversation. Well, welcome to Podcast for Columbus, recording live on August 12th from the Crew Corner in Northeast Columbus. That is the corner. The traffic wasn't that horrible today, so that was nice. Um, but next week, school starts, so traffic is going to be really horrible. But anywho, I'm Todd Fichtenberg at Todd33, and with me is Dakota Stewart at Dakota Stewart. Last week, we played San Jose. Nobody really cares about that game because last, not last night, but two nights ago, man, it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. I know. feels like it was just like an hour ago. <laughs> the crew tied at Cincinnati 2-2. Mm. Which sounds terrible, but actually it could have been much, much worse. <laughs> sounds terrible because it is. <laughs> um, but I will quote Ben Beachy and say, tie it home, went on the road. So, Unfortunately, that means we do have to make a sojourn down to uh, Cincinnati. Yeah. <laughs> Had we lost this game, I probably wouldn't have gone. You guys can call me fair weather. You do anyways. Um, make sure you don't put that on Twitter because... Apparently, if you even have an idea of thinking about maybe not going to a game, you're not a real fan. Well, what do you think about what if I sell my ticket for $150? Would that make me a real fan? Or Sure. Right. <laughs> well, hit me up if you want my ticket for $150. I'll start a bidding war right now. No. Um, but, yeah, we almost actually won that game. We did. Almost. Had Jazzy's Artists not skied a ball. Yeah. Or two, actually. It's really funny because before anybody scored, he actually did that, and nobody really remembers that, but he actually did that twice that game. Because I remember there's a guy behind me, he was arguing with me about, what do you mean Zardes? Oh, he never misses sitters. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, let's, let's go yeah. ahead and put that video on. <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, um, don't forget to... Oh, we, did you put a tweet out today? I think I forgot. I completely forgot. I did, too. So, Failing. I don't think we have any questions at hashtag ask P4C, but... We can, I guess we can go to the Massive Report and see what kind of questions they have and answer those. <laughs> We're just going to rob questions. <laughs> Why not? Uh, we'll see what happens. I'll put the tweet out right now and see if anybody responds. Yeah. Uh, we should go on, record. what's that social media platform? Um, live on something. I'm too old for this. Periscope. Yeah, that one. But anywho, don't forget that. And then let's get this thing started. So this is a segment where we review the most recent match. Uh, I know I joked about it, but there's not really that much to talk about the San Jose game. Um, But we will talk about the Cincinnati game in depth. Uh, We had a pretty typical lineup. Um, Oh, man, I'm wearing NYC blue in that picture. Yikes. Yikes. (laughs) Um, We had Zardas up top. Big shock. Yeah. Um, our good old Sanchez and Diaz across the attacking midfield, which I actually quite like that trio. That's kind of fun. Um, our turn trap holding midfield. And then the back, we have some major depth issues as Maloney, Mensa, Cronali, and Offal played in the back. And then Room was in goal again. Um, so there's a change from last week. So there's one thing to talk about the San Jose game. Um, Jimmy. Hector Jimenez went down in the ninth minute. And um, yeah. So we had to go down the depth chart for Connor Maloney. <laughs> like we're like ten rows down the depth chart depth chart at this point because yes. first 
Okay, let's just talk about how terrible we are at left back right now. Milton out all season. Then we bring in Francis to replace Milton. Francis is injured. Injured. And then Hector steps up, injured. And then Booba steps up, injured. And then Maloney steps up, and he wasn't great. So, I mean, we're five men deep in left back position, and you can really tell that we're missing our starting guys. Yeah, that's one unfortunate thing. I mean, Connor Maloney is a fifth-level left back, so we shouldn't have assumed that he was going to play like Milton Valenzuela. Right. So there is a little bit of an element of and unfairness I mean, to his criticism, but he's just not that player. He did have to switch sides because he is a right back uh, well, that's true, naturally. So, I mean, that is something to take into consideration. He hasn't played what – and he hasn't started the game this year, has he? Not that I can remember. I know he subbed in maybe think in this year. a couple games that I can think of. But, yeah, we, we haven't seen anything from Connor at all this season. So, he had to step up big. I wasn't too harsh on him yeah. given all circumstances. But, I mean. He uh, was bad. But I really missed our thing, guys. The only thing I was surprised about was that they didn't start. I thought for sure Arguda would start at one of the fullback positions. And then because they had a lot of the attackers on the bench. Yeah. yeah so we, I, we had six yeah. attackers at, before we go on and announce the starting lineup. But. We, we already did announce the starting lineup, actually. Oh, oh did we? I was. But I didn't too, announce that. I was too busy taking a picture for our tweet. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think we. Um, I, d- I didn't say who the subs were, but yeah, oh. I thought it was a very attacking bench, and so I was surprised to see him start. Yeah, we had goalkeeper and six attackers. I was like, because our center backs, they're also all injured except for Gaston. or leaving. Yeah, so we had Mensa and uh, I don't have a Cronali. Zero center backs. Keita is injured. Lalas is on loan. Gaston left. And Josh Williams is hurt. So, I mean, we're really struggling back there. Yeah, do you know how that Lalas loan works? I've been wondering, since it's an MLS loan, does that mean we don't get him at all back? We can't call him back this season? Is that how that works? Uh, Yeah, so it's a season-long loan. We can't call him back. It's not like a Eddie Opoku or a uh, J.J. Williams type loan where we have the option to bring him back when needed. So we just gave him to Colorado for the 2019 season. So we do get him back. They don't have the option to buy that I'm aware of. Um, I would assume now with Gaston not in the picture anymore that Lalas would be coming back because apparently Colorado fans love Lalas. Uh, yes, seemed, he might end up staying. It seems like he uh, is doing really well over there. They're a trash team, but so are we right now. <laughs> so I, w- I would welcome him back. I've always been a big Lalas Abubakar fan, so I think he has the uh, opportunity to come, to come back as a starter next to Jonathan Mensa. Yeah, I've been a fan. Um, I have been critical of his, uh, I don't know how to put it. Like, he's not a dirty player, but he's just reckless is a good way of putting it. But, I mean, that's uh, youngness. And, I th- yeah, I and think he's growing, yeah. growing as a player now, getting more level-headed. I, I can't see that the per- first couple seasons, uh, especially him being – a new rookie out of uh, out of college, but I, I think he's way past that now. I, I don't. Yeah, I think so. I haven't watched any Colorado games, but um, not sure. So, the starting lineup for Cincinnati. Who cares? Um, goals. This is where the fun starts. Or <laughs> in the sixtieth well. minute, I had PTSD return from um, almost from December two thousand fifteen. Almost, I thought. It's just one goal. We'll get back in it. But then very shortly thereafter, about seven minutes, there's another goal. I'm like, this is going to be ugly. Mm. But let's talk about the actual goal. So Maddox scores um, off of a corner. Absolutely nobody was covering Maddox. I 
it was weird because sitting in the stands, you kind of watched it. You're like, oh, hey, look, this could be a great, you know, one-timer goal. And then it happens, and you're kind of like. Who should have been covering Maddox would have been Cronali. He was he, he wasn't doing his job on that play. Well, here's the question I have under um, Porter. I don't think they man-mark the corners. No, no, no. It's all zone, which doesn't make any sense at it all. It makes no sense, especially since Cronali. Like, when Cronali moved in to uh, cover somebody else, yeah. that left Maddox, a very tall player, with Connor Maloney. Exactly. And, like, that made no sense it looks, whatsoever. It looks like, to me, that uh, Mensa and Cronali were both going towards the same area, yeah. which, that's uh, like yeah. you said, it completely left Maddox open, and he didn't have any trouble getting that past uh, Aloy room. Sometimes I feel like I'm too... I'm watching soccer in the wrong era because I like, I don't like all these modern things that we're doing zonal marking and yeah. possession based and all this stuff. I like let's just attack, attack, Stick attack. Stick to the basics. Yeah. So that was just I don't even really know what else to say about that goal other than it was a massive fail on yep. the part of the Columbus Crew, and it was very, very, very sad to see all the Cincinnati fans cheering like crazy. Yeah, but the thing is, like, even after that one went in, like normally when we get con- or when we uh, concede a goal especially with our current run of play or uh, current form, I'm just like, okay, well, they can't turn this around because <laughs> it seems like our, our team just has such a weak mentality. But this this one, for some reason, I felt different. I'm like, okay, it's still early. We still have tons of time left. I, I did not I, feel I that honestly way at, thought, at all to be honest. Let's <laughs> get level-headed. The Nordic didn't quiet down. We picked it back up a little bit. And, you know, I think that affects the player's mentality. Okay, these guys are still behind us. Let's keep going. It's only one goal. We can come back. So, I mean, even after FCC got that first goal, I was still pretty confident that we were going to come away with some kind of result. That's awesome that you felt that way because I literally was not nervous at all about this game. And then when that happened, I'm like, well, (laughs) there goes that. Because in the 23rd minute, we had Ledesma score. Um, That was definitely a Cronali error as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just completely whipped on the ball. I don't. I couldn't tell if he actually touched or not because I tried to watch on the replay. I wasn't sure if he actually touched it. Um, Mensa also sort of, kind of, sort of saw what was happening and tried to make a play. Nothing happened there. And then of course Maloney. I mean, he's way too small to even like that ball was in the air to yeah. even do anything with it. So that was also another sad goal um, with some blunders in the back. But at this point, um, it was not expected so how do you feel at this point of the game honestly after the second one i was still feeling confident like i don't know i'm impressed and that's pretty rare for me because i'm pretty pessimistic especially when we're going down but even after the second one i'm like there's still so much time left and i I don't know i just i didn't think that we were going to walk away from that game not getting any points Hmm. well actually i'm the guy one of the guys who sits behind me um, who's very pessimistic about everything, said that we're going to win 3-2. And I was like, yeah, right. <laughs> this is going to be a bloodbath. Well, we should have won And it's two, funny because it almost happened, and I said that too. I was like, hey, this almost happened. Um, so anyways, then <coughs> we can talk about right at the end of the first half. I mean, we'll get to the officiating. That was horrendous, and this is not an exception. That, in what league in the world was that a penalty kick? And it's not a surprise either because that referee is awful. He, and is. he has a reputation of being a terrible ref. I think I tweeted before the game. I call him behind the play Petrescu. He kind of has my body type, and he's like never, ever, <laughs> ever in position. So I don't understand. Oh, I can't stand him. He's he's one of the worst. And it's kind of the old school ones like Toledo and him. They're kind of the worst, and they just need to retire and move on. We should have had Petso. 
Yeah. Oh yeah, Benza. Yeah, because he biased for us, you know. Make it an all-out Ohio. Oh, that would have been funny. I don't know. That would have been funny. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. But um, but yeah, that I don't know what in world that that what in what world that was a penalty. But hey, you know I'll take it. Um, even watching it live in person, I did the, like the dive motion. Um, and then when I watched his replay on TV later, I'm like, wow, that was like a, he was like a feather. Um, so I'm really, really surprised VAR didn't take the opportunity to say, no, that wasn't a foul, but whatever. I mean, I think there was contact very minimal, but it was still enough that it threw him off balance, which is enough to, for the penalty. So yeah. I'm fine with the call, obviously. Well, no, I'm fine <laughs> with it. A, I just a very just, biased answer, but whatever. It <laughs> was a horrible call. But I know I'll take it, and I'll, especially the fact that it was at the very, very dying breath of the first half. Is, you know what? I think that's what – because when they came out of the locker room, I don't know if Porter had some talk or whatever in the second half, completely different team. Exactly. Same players, completely different team, completely different mentality. I think we still had a rough start in the second half. The first couple minutes it still looked somewhat like the first half, but – Without that first goal going into halftime, I think the result would have been different. We needed some kind of uh, mental boost, something to get the blood rushing again because, I, I don't know, they were looking tired. They were looking like it, the result was already it was already done. We needed some kind of goal before the half to give any momentum. Yeah, exactly, and... They didn't seem defeated at all when they came out in the half in the second half, and I was excited about that. And then in sixty second minute, the best player on the team um, scores what I would define as a worldie. Um, that's a goal that was great. actually meant. It wasn't just a kick from fifty yards <laughs> out that accidentally went in. Like he like put that where he wanted it. I would say what about twenty five yards out? He's probably about ten yards out from the eighteen yard box, somewhere in that range. And just Roughly, he just yeah. boom. That, it was and then his celebration. I was sitting in my seat and actually um, watching. Um, wasn't t- wasn't tweeting at the time. <laughs> Just kidding. So, I was, but I was like, I got to watch that in real life. To me, that's goal of the season. Um, not that we've had tons of goals this season, but that oh, was. Yeah. I'm so down. glad I got to see that. It's kind of too bad it wasn't on the um, north end, but it was even better in my opinion because he did the whole the ear celebration to yeah. the uh, to the Cincinnati fans, which I thought was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was great, and uh, there. Tons of uh, really good pictures of his celebration. You can just see the passion in his face. And oh yeah! All the other teammates that came and celebrated with him, they were just like hyped up, and I he love was it. stoked. Um, so, but that unfortunately ended the scoring in the game. Um, there are a couple opportunities where we could have scored, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, the one thing I did find amazing was after that two-two, um, Cincinnati was pretty loud, but they they were done. They were not chanting anymore so it's kind of sad that i didn't hear the you're not singing over there <laughs> i was a little disappointed by that but it's all right they started singing that in the nordic like oh they did i didn't hear it. oh i'm like that's the dumbest thing ever <laughs> i don't know i'm not really one for lad wars but yeah i i couldn't hear sensei i was right in the middle of nordic though so i had i just feel like that's so maybe this makes me a euro snob but i feel like that's so like quintental whatever the word is like english football like like they have some really good library, library uh, chants and stuff. Yeah, just one of those classics. Like you know, you're nothing special. We lose every <laughs> week. That's one of my favorites. Uh, anywho, so the substitutions. I'm in the 54th minute. Um, Mokhtar came on for Diaz. The only thing I was a little surprised by was that I thought that Argudo would be the first one off. Um, yeah, I, I love Dos Luises though. I'm not gonna lie. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I was disappointed with both of their play though. I didn't really care who came off first. I thought that they both needed to come off. So. 
Yeah, and the thing about Mokhtar that I liked, he was not fast. No. But he was, I don't want to use the word graceful either, but he was just, he knew what space he needed to occupy and how to get there. And I actually enjoyed watching him because he was kind of like, kind of like a workhorse. I don't even know how to put it. Because sometimes, like I talk about Martinez and Argudo's kind of this way too. Like there's a lot of action, a lot of running, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of like, you know, a kid trying to make cookies in the kitchen. But he just like, there's something different mentally. I just he would get where he needed to be and it was just I'm just gonna go do this it wasn't like oh I have to run at top speed over there it's hard to explain yeah, but I, I think I like dug it. with our other wingers they just go out full on sprints right so with Mokhtar you see more of a relaxed uh, demeanor from him which I think is his style of play yeah which I'm not used to because I like that speedy wing play but I liked I liked the kind of I, I don't know I, I liked watching what I saw of him yeah I think it was just He's a confident player, and that's what we need. Um, you can definitely tell that he hasn't been playing for a while because um, the, that, yeah. t- the team that he was coming from, I can't remember the name right now, but he's been a bench player, and I don't think he's actually seen game minutes for quite a while. Okay. So he he is a little rusty, but I'm, I'm excited for what he's going to do here with us. Yeah, he did take one horrible corner, and he took one great corner. So, I mean. And he did put a good ball in for yeah. uh, Jossie. Oh, when was this? didn't amount to anything, but. Hmm. So. <laughs> and then in the 71st minute, Akan came on for Argudo. I don't think he made any impact whatsoever. Um, but then Romario Williams, he was one of the, that was like an action attacking sub. Yeah. Which I was really surprised I really by liked. that. And, oh, I've shouted. Sorry. It was an attacking <laughs> sub with a good amount of time for him to make an impact. He came on for uh, Connor Maloney. Uh, Pedro went back to cover Maloney's spot, but he was still pushing forward. So we were kind of playing a back three in a sense, but um, Pedro recovered on defense when needed. Uh, but, yeah, I, I love that sub. It, yeah. We were tied surprising, to two, and that's Porter just saying, let's go all out for it. So I, I know we've been hard on Porter a lot this year, but I really respect that sub instead of, I don't know. We didn't have any defensive options on the bench anyway, but that's true. But still, like, yeah, it's funny because um, he did say that because it was a sellout crowd. Porter did say after the game that if we show up like that for the Toronto game, he guarantees a win. So it's awesome. I don't know how you can promise a win <laughs> against a better team, but yeah, we, if I wanted a promised win, I wanted it to be this one. <laughs> exactly, and so no, I just think it's funny because um, I didn't know that. The crowd determines whether you win or not. Oh, yeah. Anywho. When the stands win the game. Yeah, I don't know if I want to spend time on this Petrescu character. I mean, I just... Just an absolute misunderstanding of the game and how it should be played. No, like, constant stoppages. The game never got to flow. And then it started to get kind of, sort of ugly because he wasn't booking anybody. Yeah. And then he'd book just crew players. And then he, that Stanko guy, number 33, got warned at least three times. At yeah. least three times in the first half. And it, it was bad. Like, you can definitely tell he was favoring one team over the other. And time after time, foul after foul, he would not pull a card for a Cincy player. It was weird. And the only thing that that's why I'm struggling with, like, part of me thought that there was some sort of mandate or something like that. I mean, I don't want to be too conspiracy, but the penalty, <laughs> the penalty still the one in my mind. That's kind of like, well, I guess he did make one bad crew call, but, but he, um, yeah, he's terrible. Uh, even on the PK, like Cincinnati, 
I thought the league's getting rid of mass confrontation. I mean, they were like touching him and like. See, yep. if I was ever a ref, I don't care about dissent. I don't even care about getting cussed at. Those types of things. I'm not showing you a red card. I don't care. You know, I'm a big boy. I can handle it. But don't put your hands on me. Yeah, and he <laughs> don't he you got dare swarmed. touch me. <laughs> yeah, and so that's how. That's how. Uh, like I love watching one because um, the refs will like push back. It's like that one. That one Italian ref. Uh, Kalina or whatever his name was, where he'd be like, his eyes would just like. Oh yeah, he was like <laughs> a very <laughs> scary referee. People were scared of him, and that's how re- that's how referees should be. <laughs> like, and Bundesliga, you'd never seen eight players run up to a referee. You just don't see it because he'll be pushing people and he'll be giving everybody yellow cards. Right. So, anyway, need some respect there. But anywho, so a couple just minor thoughts. I really thought whoever's idea it was to do the hashtag Dayton Strong like joint picture was a fantastic idea because there were the lads who. I don't think anything happened during the game, but there was a lot of Twitter wars. I don't even really. I kind of try to stay off Twitter. All this, you do you. You do what you want. If you want to burn a jersey, that's awesome. If you don't want to burn a jersey, that's awesome. If you want to buy a jersey, that's awesome. If you want to be a fan, just do whatever. I don't care. The part that annoyed me the most was we had so many arguments over who was the better fan because they weren't doing certain things. Like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, this week was definitely uh, Twitter fan wars to a high, high level. Yeah, I had somebody ask me, do you even care about this game? Because you haven't tweeted about it. I'm like, well, I care about I'm the excited, game. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm over, I'm over the gatekeeping. Just do whatever you want. No violence. Other than that, do what you want. But yeah, so I thought that was a really cool thing because there was a lot of, a lot of, not really division, but I think it was mostly Twitter. Like, I didn't see one single incident in the stadium because there was a lot of, like, Cincinnati fans, like, throughout the stadium. It wasn't just yeah. in their section. I didn't see one single, you know, yelling at anybody or violence or anything like that. So that was good. So I thought it was really cool that the two Ohio teams, you know, did that picture together. So I thought that was neat. Yeah, that was nice. Good touch. But, yeah, that was definitely one of the most exciting games I've ever been to. Um, like I said, I was I was not optimistic at the beginning. Um, yeah, it was definitely the most, I don't want to say most passionate game that I've seen them play this year, obviously. Um, but yeah, there was lots of action back and forth, ups and downs. So soccer wise, if you were watching this as a neutral, you would have been entertained as yeah, a for Columbus sure. fan. I'm just devastated yeah. that we didn't get three points. Well, see, it's so weird. Cause I have an opposite opinion of that. I mean, I'm still annoyed that Zardas missed, but I'm not surprised cause he's been doing it all season yeah. and people are like, Oh no, man, he's great. Like maybe you finally realize he's I, doing I it. I think there's a 50, 50 crowd. Now I've seen a lot of, uh, similar opinions that, you know, Everybody's still sticking with Jossie, which I'm not saying like right. I'm not no, saying I'm not let's get rid of him right now. But you do have to uh, address and recognize that he has not been very good this year. Um, he's had how many goals? But from he has the same number of goals as, as Santos. Yeah, but <laughs> I know. But you have to look at what position they're playing, what kind of role they're playing on the team, how true. many PKs he's taken. Oh, um, that's true too. I, I don't know. It's, if you're looking 2019 versus 2018, they're two completely different players. Yeah. And it's not a good comparison. It's not. So uh, the biggest problem I have, I'm, I know we talk about this and most people don't agree on the money thing, but, you know, we give them the DP contract. You don't you don't reward players for past actions. You pay them for future actions. And he just has not delivered on that $1.4 million contract. Um, so... I don't know. I have not watched ESPN Top Ten. 
or not top ten, so I don't know if it ended up on there, no, but it know. should have. Uh, it was awful. Oh, man. But that ball went across. You said it came from Mokhtar. See, I don't even remember that. I just remember oh, no. sitting in my seat I'm ready to celebrate because I saw the goalkeeper was on the other side. And I'm like, here it comes, here it comes, The uh, and there it goes. Mokhtar cross. Was it him? I can't remember. I don't remember who crossed um, it, to be honest. Either way, it, somebody crossed it. I think it was Mokhtar, just off the top of my head. It was Romario Williams and uh, Jesse Zardes in the box. Romario was slightly behind Jesse. Ball went. Uh, Teton, if that's how you pronounce it, uh, FC Cincinnati's goalkeeper, he was way out of position. The goal was wide open, and Jesse gets way under it and fires it right over the crossbar. To his credit, though, he didn't blame the other defender or conditions or anything. No, because there's nothing to yeah. – there's nobody but to I'm blame. But I'm just saying, like, he some players would have up. come up with something. To, I know, but, yeah. like, gosh, that specific goal, like, <laughs> that could have been, like, one of the most memorable oh, yeah. goals in in his career as a group player. Yeah, because in Southampton in um, two seasons ago when they – it was down to the last game whether they got relegated or not. Gabby Adini scored an absolute garbage goal against Swansea, but it's like it got voted as the crew, the, the fans' <laughs> like favorite goal because it kept them up. It was an absolute garbage Jeez. goal, though. So that's kind of how that ended up. And by the way, I don't know the goalie's name either, but let's just say he was actually man of the match by far. Like, he was incredible. Like Yeah, he did have a couple good saves. Yeah. Um, there was a crossbar incident. Uh, crew hit the crossbar. Um there was another shot. I, I I think it was like lower corner, but he got down for it. And yeah, I don't know. He he was pretty good that game. Honestly. I think that was the Argudo shot. I don't because there's one where I was like, oh, he could have put that away, but um, he came down fast. And then there was actually sh- uh, before anybody scored, so it was like in the 14th or 15th minute. Um, Diaz actually, I don't know how he was completely yes. wide open. And yeah. he just like casually just kicked it, and the goalkeeper had enough presence because nobody covered Diaz, and he just boom, he made it over there and stopped it. I was kind of surprised he stopped. That it. was a great shot from yeah. uh, Luis Diaz. I'm glad he took that shot. Yeah, me too. And if he would have made that in, I don't know if it would have altered the. It overall may outcome. have, may have won five zip. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so not to beat up on on poor Jazzy too much, but. I'm going to beat up on him again as we move into the next segment where we rank the players. Starting 11. Yes, this is a segment where we give the players ratings with four being the worst, six being the average. I'm going to go right into Jazzy Zardes. I'm sorry. I don't care if he scored a PK. He's getting a four for me for missing Matt Sitter and for missing what could have been history as the crew win at home. Yeah. Um, Harsh. I'm sorry. I'm going to give him a five. Um, throughout the game, he did have some hustle to his game, but there were several crosses. They weren't great crosses, but he could have been in better positions. He was either way too far behind the ball or he got up too fast and th- the ball went behind him. So, I mean, there were several opportunities. He couldn't capitalize on any of them. And then the miss at the end that could have put it away, given us the three points. First ever win against Cincinnati mm. in MLS history. Didn't happen. So. Let's count preseason. I was at that game. No. No, we don't <laughs> count that game. But, um, but actually, you raise a good point because I think there's 50-50 fans on that too because I saw a lot of tweets at the end of ha- during halftime. Can somebody please get a ball to Zardes? And I was like, can some can Zardes please get on the end of one of the balls? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so, they, they have to work together. Yeah, they it's weren't, a team. They right? weren't great crosses, but he had to be in a better position. I feel like he can only score 
when it's a perfect ball to his head. Like, yeah, he has his occasional tap-ins, but most of the goals that he scored this year, from what I'm thinking of right now, they've all been headers. Like, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and so that's why I have a hard time actually rating our attacking midfield because for whatever reason, there's nobody ever in the box, and I don't know. Yeah, why that is? It's something that's really weird to me. Um, but um, Diaz, I was actually excited about his speed and flash as a play. I was excited that he actually took that um, shot, like we were talking about when it's still zero zero. Um, but it's really hard to rank because I think he played really well, but didn't get on the score sheet. Um, so maybe this is a little bit of a generous score based on the fact that he assisted in the San Jose game. But I give him a seven and a half. Um, I wasn't really impressed with him this game. Uh, I did really like him against uh, San Jose, but for this game particularly, I, I wasn't too impressed. I'll just give him an average six. All righty. Pedro Santos, man of the match. Gosh, um, what a lad. <laughs> if only there was a podcast in Columbus that just predicted how great of a player he would be. <laughs> um, oh, I'm sorry, not predicted, but recognized his greatness. Rec- recognized I can't speak to and it. predicted recognized how well he would do this year. <laughs> um Quick question. I actually didn't check. Was it, Who was man of the match? I don't even know. It was Pedro. Oh, good. By a right. good margin. <laughs> good, good, good. So um, I still give him a nine <laughs> because we didn't win. It's not his fault we didn't win. But, uh, but yeah, that goal and that celebration, because you could tell he wanted. Yeah. He, he knew what this game meant, and he wanted to be a part of it, and I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, I'll give him a 10. I think he had a great game overall. Um, he, he did have a couple passes here and there that didn't quite make it, but that – Happened all around midfield. I think Cincinnati did a pretty good job of breaking up our uh, rhythm of play and passing, but that goal was amazing. It was one of my favorite crew goals. And, uh, yeah. For sure. I once more. It wasn't even scored. It's probably your favorite goal not scored by an Argentinian. Honestly, well, it probably is. Oh, no. Besides that trap Will. goal. <laughs> you can't forget the trap goal. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it's up there. Yeah. So, Argudo. Um, it's another one of those things where he hustled. He did really well. He didn't, but he didn't actually contribute to anything that actually happened. Mm-hmm. I did see a lot of tweets about, oh, how lazy he is and how he's not going after the ball. That really confused me because I actually was like, <laughs> and I know I would criticize Justin Miram, but like, wow, he's being very Miram-esque today. He was dribbling into, he was like going into three defenders. He yeah. was keeping the ball out, winning corners. So I liked his hustle. As a fortu- it's unfortunate he didn't actually contribute to anything um so i'll give him a seven which is that's also probably generous yeah um i kind of rate him this game the same way i do diaz um there were a couple instances where he could have put the ball in a lot sooner but waited the defender got to him and he didn't really know what to do with the ball at that time but um i I don't know i i would prefer to to see a little more quickness in his play especially a game of this magnitude uh, like we've seen the past couple weeks. I think he's been a great player the past month, month and a half. But uh, this game, I, I just wasn't really – I wasn't feeling it. So I'll just give him an average six, same as Diaz. Yeah, he had that speed, um, but, right, no contribution. And there is kind of – so he's got the speed, but it's almost too fast because he doesn't think ahead of what he's going to do. Yeah, and then, it's like, well, thanks for the awesome hustle, but he, now you haven't passed it to anybody. Yeah, it's like he, he gets all the way up to the ball, which almost <laughs> goes out in the end line. And then when he finally gets there, it's like – Crap, what do I do now? And Jossie was the only one in the box. And like we said, we they, they weren't connecting. It was either too fast of a cross or Jossie completely ran past it. 
it just wasn't they weren't on the same page yeah and so that actually reminds me now I think about it um, Diaz one of the things I really liked about him um, he has like a really awesome first touch or awesome yeah. touch I should say because he's got speed too yeah. but the way he dribbles when he speeds he does not this is something happens to Argudo and it kind of happened to Finley back in the day too is they would dribble 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 oops kicked it too hard now, it's, now it went over the end line yeah. and so he just I saw him drop, bring that ball down a couple times I'm like yeah this is going to be good uh, Will Trap, um, some nice clearances, also some giveaways. It's really odd because he did get an assist on that Santos goal, but one of the criticisms I'd written down because I didn't realize he assisted it, um, he didn't seem offensively minded at all. I know he's a holding mid, but he was often in the offensive half and just gave it away immediately. Yeah. So for that reason, but he did get an assist, but I'll still give him, I'll give him a 6.5, slightly above average. Yeah, I'll just go straight six for him. All right, and Artur, I don't have anything bad or good to say about him. Um, he did play wearing um, a headband. He got bloody, so yeah, just an average six. <laughs> he got scraped in the face. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I'm glad it was him over Guzman. Um, but Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, is he injured, Guzman? Um, I know that he was, uh, like, questionable. Last week, but this oh, week I, I forgot think he, he was didn't fine. play. Oh. But um, yeah, I'm I'm glad it was Will and Arthur. I think they're the better pair. Um, I think Arthur was a little bit w- better than Will this game, so I'll just give him a uh, seven. All right, Connor Maloney. I we talked about him extensively. I don't want to pile on the guy. I feel really bad, but I, I do give him a five. Yeah, I'll give him a five as well. I just you can tell that he's down on the roster. Yeah, or, or down in that rank for that position. Cronali's another hard one for me because he directly contributed to both goals, both Cincinnati goals, but he had a killer rest of the game. I mean, like, killer clearances, killer positions, um, killer, what do you call that? Um, when you steal the ball away. Tackle? What, Tackle. What's the stat? Away. Whatever, but he had a lot of those the rest of the game, so I have a really, really hard time rating him because I'd give him a four for the first half, but like a nine for the second half. <laughs> So I guess let's average him. Nine plus four is 13. Uh, That's a six and a half. 6.75. Yeah. I I don't know. I I have a hard time rating Cronale as a player in general. Yeah. Because I know there's the crew Columbus bias. You know, he's a homegrown guy. Everybody loves his story, um, loves what his family has done for Save the Crew, Columbus Academy, and all that all that stuff but I mean I haven't really been impressed with him as a player this whole season I think Booba has passed him I think Lawless is better than him and uh, well I, I think he's better than Josh just because I don't think Josh is a great player you mean right now. yeah Booba Keita he's played what two games yeah and I think he's been better <laughs> okay but um but yeah for this game both of those goals they're not solely on him because it, it is a team but I think he could have done better. I'll give him a five for this game. Yeah. Um, the thing about Cronali too, is just taking aside the, the homegrown part of it. Um, he, last season, especially like the mental, whatever connection that he had with Zach was just yeah. fantastic. Yeah, and yeah. then when Zach was leaving and he didn't play very much, I feel like that was lost and he doesn't have that with room. Yeah, like there's definitely a couple times in the first. Yeah, there's definitely a couple times in the first half where I was oh, just let the ball let the ball go to room. Like, do not head that back into the center field. Like, just let him pick that up. And so that type of stuff. Um, 
is there. But I, I, I don't know. I think he's hot. I've always liked him. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I think he is a MLS quality player. Yeah. Like, I, there are a couple players that I'm like, okay, you're probably not going to do very well in MLS. Go to USL and yeah. have your fun. But I do I do have hope for Canoli. Yeah, I think he can... <laughs> Yeah, I think he can uh, mature and progress into being a, a better center back, but it's a lot of work, and I don't think he's quite there yet. Yeah, I'll just never forget that gallop, that draft gallop, 100-yard <laughs> gallop to stop the ball. Um, all right, Mr. Mensa, I thought he was solid. Um, he He contributed to both goals, but not in such a way that – I don't know what he could have done differently because he was he would but in both cases he had to he would have had to clean up what Cronali did. Yeah. Um. So I actually I thought he had a solid game. Uh, this might be a high rate game since we gave up two goals, but I give him an action eight. Um. I thought he was pretty solid. Um. I'll just give him a seven for this game. A little bit better than average. Um. I I did like, especially playing out of the back. He was kind of like hurrying room to give him the ball because uh, we, oh. we were trying to play a fast pace. I did take note to that. Um. But yeah, I, I think I, I've been impressed with him for all season. I don't think he's really had any issues this season, and especially yeah. this game. I think he held his own pretty well. Yeah, um, so awful. Um, he was okay. Last week, I, he's another one of those players who was so good last year that this year we just don't know what happened to him. He right. didn't get up a handball last week. Um, he got the red card a couple weeks ago. Um, I think he was just okay. I just give him an average six. Nothing stood out to me as something, anything he did horrible or anything he did excellent. Yeah, um, I, I would agree with that. I think this year it has definitely been a downgrade from what we've seen in years past. And uh, I, I think that is why they're bringing in Chris Caden next year. Did we ever figure out, is it Caden or Cadden? Because no, I, I don't know. I've said both. <laughs> Either way, Chris Cadden, Caden. Uh, I think he's going to come in and take the starting spot and also just be kind of a rotational Hector Jimenez type player. Yeah. Um, and then Room, I'm sorry. Um, this may seem extremely harsh, but he only had three shots on goal. Yep. And two of them went in. Yep. So four and a half. I'll just give him, you know, because I don't even know how to write this game because the first goal should have been cleared away by the defense. I, I don't think that Room was in a bad position for that goal. Uh, second one, I can't even remember, but I I think it's the same kind of situation. But, um, yeah, I'll just give him a five and a half, a little below average. I would expect him to do better, but he didn't really have too much to do. But the things that he did have to do, he didn't really do well. <laughs> that's if that makes any it. sense no, at all. No, that's an excellent way of putting it. Hydration break. Crew in the news. Well, there's not a whole lot to talk about here. Jimmy's still injured. Pipa's injured. Milton's still out. Um, but the very sad face news is that. Um, so we bragged a couple weeks ago about how great we were at predicting how. Um, oh, who are the two guys? <laughs> I forgot already. I forgot them because they're so bad. <laughs> but there's two guys. We, we need to get rid of these people. Um, and um, Porter did it. Um, but last week we were like, hey, Saro, there's no way he loves Columbus. There's no way he's leaving us. And womp, womp, womp. And he's I was gone. shocked. That was actually one tweet that actually surprised me because I, I don't know, it just surprised me. And I was very sad yeah. to see him go to Toluca. I mean, I found out the night before it was announced that it was all official. And it's just like, well, that that's the end of, I don't want to say an era, but yeah. he, he's he's been a great player. 
I know he hasn't really played even too much. He's only played, I think, 37 games for the crew. But Yeah, and what, those first few games he scored a couple goals. He, he's just that type of player. Like Even when he doesn't play, his presence on the team, you can see how well he connects with other guys. So he's definitely going to be missed here in Columbus. Um, I know he does love the city. He even said that he plans on coming back someday. I'm not sure if that meant to play yeah. or to live here because I know that he, he does live love living here. So yeah. we'll see. But he's always welcome back in Columbus, and we'll definitely miss him. And I know that I'm an old, but um, I heard that he did very good things on the Instagrams. <laughs> so uh, I'm not really sure what that means, but apparently. But no, he's really funny. I'll never forget. Actually, it was the day of your wedding. Um, we were in Columbus, and uh, it was I don't remember why. I don't know if it's some chalk talk or something, but anyways, he was there with with the cat, and his daughter came up, and he, I was in line, and he looked both. He puts his ring up. He goes, "Gato, she love," <laughs> <laughs> and it just cracked me up. But he's like, "Wait, I'll be right back." Like he didn't like just completely ignore me or whatever. Uh, that just cracked me up. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so that's about it. Um, Waylon Francis last week on the broadcast, Neil said that he's a couple weeks from coming back. I'm assuming that's still true. Um, Birmingham it's- Legion. They had a game on Saturday, and Opoku scored to one nothing yeah, victory. So. It was a pretty good goal. I, I did not have time to actually look up the goal before we watched, before we talked. But yeah, it was like uh, against the run of play, and he had a pretty tight angle. It actually hit nice. hit the crossbar, went down and hit the post, and went in. So because Opoku, he's a defensive player, though, isn't he? No, no, he's a forward. Oh. Isn't JJ Williams a forward? They're both forwards. Oh, so that's why... Okay. Apoku kind of plays on the wing sometimes. Oh, okay. I, that's somewhat what we used him for when uh, he was still that's what here. That's I thought, but it wasn't... But what, it was attacking? Man, I yep. shows how little I paid attention. But anyway, um, I bet Apoku wouldn't have missed three yards in on an open net. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think J.J. Williams would have either. I don't think Adam Bedell would have either. Let's be <laughs> honest here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jazzy. I still love you. Um, yeah, but we're just not, not going to forget not that, that anytime game. soon. <laughs> uh, next game that Birmingham Legion has is on the 17th. Um, other than that, there's nothing else really going on. And I don't think we actually have any questions. Um, I did actually get a quick. couple. Oh, well, let's MB. hit the, uh, I was going to skip the, the, but the, this thing. Listener questions at <laughs> The <half> drop. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't record after work because I'm like, my brain hurts. <laughs> All right. So, uh, within the, uh, 30 minutes that I put out the question, uh, we have a question from Rachel Skeleton at Loud oh, the Twin. Do you think we'll fare any better at FCC away? It was an actual question. Wow. Yeah. Um, to be Thank honest you. with you, yes. Um, I know that we, I know that we did terrible at Nipper when at the U.S. Open Cup game that didn't happen. That was nothing. That thing was that was a horrible game. That didn't even happen. But I think that the, that was a fluke, and I still think that. Cincinnati has some USL tendencies. Yep. Like, oh, man, like at the end of the game, those two drag downs, which, by the way, people relax. It's at midfield. They're not red cards. There's four covering defenders. They're not red cards. They're Bush League. They're inappropriate tackles. They're ridiculous tackles, but that's all they are. They're two yellow cards, so let's relax. Um, but, I mean, you had, like, one guy basically pulling pulling his pants down <laughs> to stop him And then the next guy Like doing like A football tackle I mean that's not Yeah it was bad But the thing I love About that <laughs> is that Akam didn't stop Moving his feet No he did he, not He didn't go down Like he just Kept trudging That actually reminded me Of like an American Football play Like when sometimes You see like a Barry Sanders type Or, or yeah, yeah. I, And I'm aging myself But like you know Some of those guys Who like are the um, The running 
the running backs, whatever you call them, and then there's eight guys are grabbing their feet, just boom, 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 yeah, and then they go score a touchdown. I, I, yeah. I loved Akam's hustle I agree. play, even though it didn't amount to anything. I loved that he didn't stop going. Yep, because he could have easily gone down and got that first foul. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of players do that, so I was pretty stoked about that. So, But I honestly think that with this draw, with the way the team turned around at the end, I think they're going to be highly motivated, highly motivated to win. I don't think Nippert has a very good home record. They don't have a good record at all. <laughs> Fair point. But, I mean, I think that they – I don't know if they win there very often, but they do have that garbage pitch, so that might yeah. be that might be something um, to look out for. Yeah, the only thing I'm concerned about is who's going to be ready to come back because I I would like to see Hector or uh, even Waylon come back and play left back. And then uh, with our center back situation, I don't know if it's going to be Booba Josh or Alex next to Mensa. I, I do hope nothing happens to Mensa next week that he will be out. But um, I'm I'm confident that we can get it done, and I'm also very nervous that we can get it done because we aren't very good on the road, and it is turf. It's a lot harder to play on that, and uh, I don't know. Yeah. The, the whole the whole mentality going behind that game. I think we are going to be fired up because we did drop points at home. And I think Cincy is also going to be fired up because they got a point on the road and now they get to close at home. So do we fare any better at Cincy? I think yes. The answer, the short answer is yes. I think we can do a lot better. We know their style of play now. We know their tendencies. Porter has two weeks to analyze and see what needs to change, what worked, what didn't work. So um, I'll go ahead and say, yeah, we'll, we'll do a lot better in Cincy and yeah, get the point. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I will say, as I was looking through these mentions, um, since Rich Oakle Skeleton asked a serious question, he also said that let the record show that 3 to 1 Pad remains undefeated after surrender forfeit. I specifically asked when and where. You did. So if there was actually a laser tag event, that is unsanctioned because you did not tell me when and where. I said no because I forgot about it. We would have added that out in 3 2 1. You would have. I specifically asked. Represented this pod. <laughs> <laughs> and so, if there was actually a laser tag, I'm going to tell you that I'm very offended. I think that our friendship is at stake because you didn't tell me, and I'm very hurt. So I need apologies. Um, so Facebook list Doug, like your name by the way. Um, I don't think I understand the question. Did the Luis Dal- Luis Diaz yellow card from a few games stand back? <laughs> Did it's the a fun Luis day. Diaz yellow card from a few games back stand? Remember, after something like 10 minutes, a late VAR decided Argudo committed a penalty. Does that mean the foul never happened? No, that's not how VAR works, unfortunately. Um, like, if in the meantime, like, Diaz had punched somebody in the face, he still would have had received a red card, even though the penalty went back. Um, there's a, there's some things that don't get negated. I don't um, even remember the situation. Yeah, that was the Argudo. Um, it was a little bit more contact than Zardes felt this game. He just... And then two minutes went by, action back and forth, back and forth, and then they went back and called the penalty on VAR. It was an away game, I'm pretty sure. San Jose? I don't think it was San Jose. Was it San Jose? I have no idea. I'm it, so lost. It was a little bit. It was a little back. Um, Sorry, Doug. It was a game that Argudo scored, and then he also conceded. It might have been San Jose. Oh, that was Red Bulls. Oh yeah. Oh, oh that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. with the smoke. Now I yeah, remember. Yeah. Okay. But We're no, good. I don't think anything in between that is negated because you can still get booked. Even, I mean. I guess in any situation, like that wouldn't go back. But I guess that is an interesting question because I don't know if it would technically still be a foul. 
I don't know. We'll have to look into that. I actually don't know. We'll get you back on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> um, another question just came in from Nicholas Johnson. Is it time to make a change at Striker? Long answer is yes. Short answer is we can't do that right now. Um, I don't think you're going to bench Jesse Zardes for Williams or Hamilton because they're more of rotational players. But going forward, I've said it quite a few times, I want a more dynamic striker, and I don't think Jesse is that type of striker. So my answer is yes, get us a new striker, someone um, similar to Joseph Martinez with Atlanta. Dynamic, fast, good on the ball, good off the ball, does more things than just one time with your head and get pusher goals. Well, we missed our chance with Gareth Bale. We could have had him. <laughs> But he went to China instead, so way to drop the ball, Dr. Pete. Way to drop the ball. But yeah. Anyway. Um, so I have one question for hashtag SP4C. You have to tweet it. Does the jersey, is it now tainted or is it still a lucky jersey? No, because the thing is we don't lose when I wear that jersey. Okay. It, it's not a win guarantee. I couldn't remember what you tweeted. But, but we can't yeah, lose when I wear it. So okay. I, I will. Guess it still worked. I'll be, I'll be wearing that. Okay. This is the thing, though. I'm not going to wear that jersey next week against Toronto because I think if we do get a result at against Toronto, we're not going to get a result at Cincy. Huh. Because that's just too many games in a row getting good results. Yeah, we're five undefeated in five. So <laughs> I'm not rooting for us to lose, but if we do lose against Toronto, I don't really care because that'll just fire us up more to get a result at What Cincy. a sad point in the season we are. We're like, well, we don't really care if we win any games as long as we beat Cincinnati. That's what I've been all season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to, as long as we finish above them, which the good part is I don't think it's possible to go, get below them. Are they mathematically eliminated yet? I, I know like they, they are from Supporter Shield. I don't know about MLS playoffs. If not, they're very close. So sad. So sad. Final whistle. All right, so this is a segment where we discuss the upcoming match, and we have a home game, again, two home games in a row after, like, what, was it, like, two months without a home game? I know, it feels like it was forever. <laughs> um, which is actually fine, because July was probably the hottest, one of the hottest months I've remembered in my entire life, so I wouldn't mind not watching soccer. By the way, we didn't talk about that. The weather was absolutely perfect it on was. Saturday night. That was it honestly was perfect. the best game I've been to, like, feeling-wise outside. Yeah. It wasn't cold, wasn't rainy, wasn't too hot. It, it was just great. It was great. But we are playing Toronto. Um, Toronto is also outside of the playoff zone currently. Are they um, really? They are. I honestly have no idea who's first in either conference because it, we're, we're not a playoff team, yeah, so exactly. I just haven't even paid attention. Well, did you see those comments that Zlatan made about, oh, it's stupid. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't say stupid, but basically that was the gist of it. He's like, oh, what's the point of playoffs? You don't have to play to win. Like, that guy, he's something I mean, else. honestly, I do agree with him, but... And Champions League in, in American playoffs. in American sports, we're not never going to we're never going to not have playoffs. Yeah. So I love it. Um, they have thirty three points though, so they're better than us. They're nine, ten, and six with a negative two goal differential, which I was kind of surprised about. Oh, that's right. They, they had a really crappy start to the season, didn't they? Or was that last season? Oh, they, they suck always. Yeah, I think they had a good start to the season and then kind of sloped down. Okay. When when did they win the cup? That's two years ago then? Yeah, because when they came back, oh, that was awesome. They had a horrible season. I loved it. It was 17. So Crew is in the 11th place in the East. But hey, they're not 12th place in the East, so that's Who great. is in 12th place? That'd be Cincinnati. Whoa. They have 26 points, which is <laughs> so pathetic reading that. Um, they're 7, 14, and 5. Oh, man. With a negative 12 goal differential. Um, FCC has 18 points. So literally, like, they would have to win 
two games and us lose the next two games from the anyways. So I think Toronto's still a decent team, um, but I can't stand them. Um, we're undefeated in five, so I feel pretty confident, um, even though they are a better team. Also, they are playing in the Canada Championship on Wednesday. So they're up to nothing, which isn't a lot. So I don't know if they're against two. Ottawa Fury. Oh, <laughs> but that's that thing. That's the easy way to get in the Champions League because they have like what six teams in Canada. So they it's so it's so ridiculous that that's allowed to be part of the yeah. Champions League. I know they are building though, because um, they have a new Canadian Premier League. Oh, okay. So maybe have down they the, added teams to it yet? I think. I don't know off the top of my the head, but I, I think there's like six teams. Okay. Well, I mean, I think that was what it was because they had Edmonton, they had Ottawa. Um, there was one I think other. there's Calgary. Oh, maybe. But because then you have Vancouver, um, Toronto, and Montreal, which yeah. exist. So, but you all you have to do is win that thing, um, and you're in Champions League, which is just insane to me. So they're only up to nothing. I'm not really sure if they're going to care about that game or if they think, oh, it's in the bag. But part of me thinks with Toronto having tapered down that they might actually play some good players to, to if, if they can secure that Champions League berth. I would say, yeah. I mean, get to Champions League yeah. because you're not going to get it from MLS. Right. So they're going to be tired. Um, I'm going to enjoy booing Bradley every time he touches the ball. <laughs> like always. Um, so I am going to give a prediction of... 2-1 crew. I'm feeling a win. Undefeated in six. This is going to be crazy. So that means we have to be undefeated in seven. Oh, yeah. For sure. All right. With two wins in a row at that point. All right. For my Toronto prediction, I'm going to say... Let me think about this for a minute. 2-0. Crew. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, not, that's not where I thought you were going with that, but hey, I'll take it. So that means Looking you're for a, wearing your jersey. No, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wear that one again <laughs> until we go to Cincy. But Oh um, <laughs> boy. You know what I'm thinking about doing? I'm thinking about cutting up a crew jersey in half and a Cincinnati jersey in half <laughs> oh and just wearing it just to show the I solidarity. Would, I would drive separate just <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fair point. <laughs> well, a little bit of square updates here. We've got Coda who predicted a two one win in San Jose. Um, unfortunately, that was not true. But Todd did predict a draw, a 2-2 draw, and it was oh. a draw. So I got a point nice. out of that game. Um, in the Cincinnati game, Cota was a bit <laughs> optimistic, predicted a 3-0 win. Um, Could have been a 3-2 win, but it wasn't. And Todd predicted a 0-0 draw, which was very close to being true. Well, And then Max... Um, by the way, the only reason I bring up his name is because he's allegedly going to be on next week in Conversation 32. Allegedly. Allegedly. We shall see. We'll see. <laughs> um, but, hey, my draw was correct, so I got a point. So I'm like, I'm sneaking up on you here. I know. So, I got to start like yeah. being smart about my predictions. Well, you always predict wins. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> so, uh, but I think you get a couple scores right. But in last place... We have Cam and the guests with six points. Really? I don't even know how they got six points, to be know. honest with you. Because that makes me look really bad, because in second place... That's too long. I need to cut that down. Is 11 points. But the good part is, Coda Stewart has... I know he's in the lead, but how many points does he have? He has Ethan Finley points. <laughs> so... 
He's still winning. I don't think we ever put anything on this thing. I don't remember. I remember what last year we I did that. It was like two years ago we did that Premier League thing. I think Cam won. I don't think we ever bought him a scarf or whatever we were supposed to do. But oh, well. Don't remind him. <laughs> <laughs> Why, you mean he doesn't listen? Oh, that's it. All right. Let's finish this thing up. Extra time. Um, here's where we discuss MLS or World Soccer as applicable. Nothing really exciting to happen in MLS, even though Ethan Finley did score in the last two games. So, very good. Um, the U.S. Open Cup, believe it or not, is still going on. Is it? And you have um, Atlanta United beat Orlando 2 nothing, and Minnesota beat Portland. So, my loons are still in the U.S. Open Cup. The loons. Um, they will play in Atlanta on the 27th of August. August, so I'm so excited that Finley's on a team that actually cares about playing for oh, trophies. So Atlanta's going to win. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> well, I don't know. If Atlanta really wants to make another run for it, because I still think that uh, I shouldn't say still think, because I was way wrong at the beginning of the season, but I think LAFC and Atlanta will play in the final yeah, of the uh, MLS Cup. I think the lead's headed that way. Even the email I got from the league today is like, oh, yes, LAFC and Atlanta have great games. I'm like, there are other teams in the league. <laughs> Um, so the Premier League started this weekend, and Southampton sucks. <laughs> what? Lost the first game. Let's just relegate them. Like well, I don't want to keep they like, play? Burnley. Oh yikes! The only uh, Premier League team <laughs> or the only Premier League game that I watched this weekend was uh, Man City. Yeah, and so uh, Man City becomes the first team to have a goal taken away by VAR. Which you need like a magnifying glass and a ruler right and a protractor and lasers. To see that that is not how that works. It has to be clear and obvious. But then they made it up later because there was a goal that shouldn't have stood, <laughs> but it stood with VAR. <laughs> but one thing that I do want to say about the, the reason I brought up Premier League is the way they do VAR is amazing. They actually say on the scoreboard, we are checking for a red card, for penalty, for whatever. They say on the board, I think you can see the replay, and then they announce the actual decision. Decision, goal, oh, I, I decision, like no goal, decision offside, decision red card, whatever. And so we know what the heck's going on. MLS, you still haven't figured this out. It's been two years. And not to mention the Women's World Cup and um, what's the other competition that wasn't the Gold Cup? Copa America. It might have been that one. I don't remember which one it was. VR was horrible in Copa. Okay, it wasn't that then. But there was two of them where the announcers knew. They knew um, because they, the referees were in communication with the press oh, to say, yeah. hey, this is what we're looking for. Um, so that's that. And then the Chelsea Polisics lost to Man U for nothing. I saw today on Twitter one of the American Premier League newspapers said that um, Polisics first start upset by Manchester United win or something like that. I'm like, what a spin. They Jeez. lost for nothing. <laughs> like, nobody cares about Polisic in a for nothing um, loss. So. My Bundesliga starts up on the 16th. I'm so excited for um, Dortmund. I know you started watching them last year, but we've got Hummels, Thorgan Hazard. Julian Brandt. I mean, I think it's going to be exciting to watch. Well, I've watched Bayern um, and Dortmund like the past couple years. I just don't watch Bundesliga regularly because I don't really think it's that attractive of a league. But um, La Liga, they're starting up on Friday also. (laughs) I might actually have to watch Toluca. Oh, you said La Liga. I was thinking Liga MX. I'm sorry. I'm not that dumb. Um, La Liga is pretty interesting. There's a lot of... Who's my guy? Oh, yeah. um, Eden Hazard is now playing for your arch nemesis. Boo. Yeah, I don't. I know we've had. I mean, we've never had this conversation on the pod, but I used to watch La Liga f- to watch Messi and watch Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. But none of the other games are interesting. The thing about the Bundesliga, you take Bayern completely out of the equation. Every single game is 
to me is exciting. And I know that there's different styles of soccer, but I like the mechanical kind of like, you know, I mean, kind of fun. You kind of get the same thing with La Liga. Like there's a good set of mid-table teams that always put out good performances. Yeah. Um, I do think that the La Liga refs are soft. <laughs> They're really They're soft. Awful. They are awful, and it's very annoying. Um, I might give it another try, but I had to give up um, with cable. I gave up um, BN Sports because man, there's so much extra. Or is can you watch La Liga, La Liga on anything else? Yeah, um, I won't say it by name because why would we give away free advertising? But there is a package that you can get <laughs> uh, for a very low price. All right, company, give us a call, and we will. We will do a pitch for you. And if you'd like details, you can slide into my DMs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, and also, another um, Bundesliga uh, shout-out, um, Fortuna Düsseldorf. They play Werder Bremen on the 17th also. I think that's yeah, next Saturday. Their head goalkeeper, head goalkeeper, lead goalkeeper, got a little bit of a boo-boo. So it's possible that Mr. Stefan might actually play. Oh, I'm not going to watch that. So... I know a lot of pe- people do like to watch that stuff. Um, I, I mean, think it's cool. So, so I'll this follow is, up with it and say like if you had a good game, but to watch a whole game specifically just to see Zach, I I don't think. That, wow, I don't. Think Would you watch good... Toluca just to see Saro? No. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> well, the thing that I think is cool. And this is good. People are going to tone out by far at this point, but um, Düsseldorf is like the capital of that um, Nordheim Westphalen in Germany, like that state. So then you've got Cologne, which is uh, Cologne in English, and then um, Dortmund. So they're all about 45-minute. It's like a triangle, like mm-hmm. 45-minute train ride. So it's really, really, really close to Dortmund. So my friend in Dortmund is just so excited that he might get to see Stefan play because he's never been to a crew game. Oh. I keep telling him, come to Columbus, come to Columbus. Yeah, but For sure. But he has not. So anyway, so I thought that was cool. So he's actually like really close. Like If there's ever a game he can make, he can actually try to make it to go see one of those. I've been watching a lot of Argentine League also. Oh, yeah, they yeah. just started back up, I think, like three weeks in. Um, I didn't watch anything this past weekend just because it was super busy weekend, but it's exciting. Um, you can also watch Argentine League with the package that shall not be named, mm. along with La Liga, along with many other competitions. Oh, like rugby and like championship? No, like uh, League Un. Um, you can get all of uh, League South Un. America. Who in the world wants to watch that? I mean, League Un Uber Eats. Because they are now sponsored by Uber Eats. Are they really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I didn't know that. <laughs> but yeah, um, there's a lot of good soccer going on. <laughs> that's fine. Um, I'm really excited that European soccer is back. I'm going to yes. try to watch more uh, Serie A because I have Why? that option on ESPN+. Plus. <laughs> the only thing to watch, <laughs> the only thing worth watching Serie A for is for Cristiano Ronaldo on Juventus. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there's a bunch of good stuff coming up. I'm excited to um, yeah. enjoy it. That's the only thing that I look forward to in the fall and winter because I don't like anything else about those seasons. <laughs> what is your list up to? Uh, let me check. I'm over 250. I think I'm close to 260. Okay, so you'll make your 365 for sure then. Yeah. Nice. All right, well, let's put this thing to bed. Um, we may see you with Max Brunke next week. I'm not sure. We may. But we shall see. But this has been Conversation 31 of podcast for Columbus and there's no other name for this podcast it has to be how it's real so we just want to thank everybody out there for proselytizing and talking about how true the gospel is by talking about how hell is real it's been very helpful for everybody to come to our side because there's not very many of us in the community so we appreciate that <laughs> and we'll see you next week Bye.